everyone. Welcome to Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I am Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus. We provide just-in-time financing for government contractors. And today, I want to welcome my special guest, Stephanie Marquart from Continuous Synergy LLC. She is the CEO, and we have been getting to know each other over the last several months. We, I was lucky enough to be introduced to her by a friend of mine, Phil Nahayuski of the Florida CFO Group. He's a wonderful connector here in the state of Florida. And as a uh, CFO and government contract enthusiast, he saw fit to connect the two of us. And when she and I first chatted, I was super impressed with her services and the knowledge that she has in navigating the GovCon industry. And I knew I needed to have you as a guest because I know that a lot of the growing GovCons that I speak with on a daily basis and that join us with that, join us on this podcast are definitely going to benefit from your expertise, your experiences throughout the industry, and the services that your company provides. So without further ado, Stephanie, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself a little bit further and telling us a little bit about Continuous Synergy, please. Yeah. Well, first of all, Teresa, thank you for having me today. It has been a pleasure getting to know you as well. So I'm very happy to be here. So I'm the founder of Continuous Synergy LLC, and I bring my experience having been a chief operating officer with a federal government contractor for over a decade and also had started a nonprofit helping small businesses in the federal government contracting arena. And I bring those two things together, one, the operations side as a fractional chief operating officer, and then second, the government contracting expertise uh, to my business. And I work with businesses as a fractional or part-time CFO, uh, chief operating officer. Um, And I just love it because it brings variety. And I know small businesses really sort of need that um, expertise sometimes just to get over a hurdle. So I I love to help the small business community in that way. Well, that's awesome. And I think what is unique to what you do is that lots of people have heard of fractional CFOs. Um, Outsourcing different portions of your business is not something that's off base for a lot of growing government contractors. Um, But what you do specifically is a little bit different. And most people might not know. I, I tell clients and prospective clients all the time. Um, and it's at the request of our, our CEO, who is also a you know, former federal contractor. He said, sometimes the most common thing that leaders within a growing or small contractor have is that they're functional operators and they try to do too much outside of what their expertise is. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they tend to let things slide in areas where they're not as knowledgeable about. And this is one of them. I think being really great at what you do doesn't equate to success automatically in the, in the marketplace. And so um, something in particular that I found really interesting when you and I were discussing further about the things that you could do was the EOS or entrepreneurial operating system within, especially, I think it's a term that more people are becoming familiar with, um, but particularly within government contracting, I think that that methodology works really great. So if you wouldn't mind chatting a little bit about what that is um, from a, you know, a very elementary understanding of it. And then maybe if you could uh, share maybe a success story or, or give some detail how you step in and implement a methodology like that and how that works for a government contractor. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so the Entrepreneur Operating System or EOS um, 
has helped many businesses in many industries. And so it definitely is something that can be used with GovCon community and businesses. And it's really a system, very simple system that brings tools to the business uh, to get everybody you know, working on the same page. And there's sort of six components, if you will. The vision, which you're gonna, any business wants a vision, mission and values for their company to bring their team together, their staff together, everybody sort of having that common uh, vision for the company and buy-in, if you will, to that. And then there's the people component. We all know people are so important to the company. They're the ones doing the work and everything. Uh, so you wanna have the right people in the right seats. And then there's the process. So all the process documentation, which brings the consistency into uh, the business as you grow, uh, the data, or uh, they call it the scorecard, and many businesses are familiar with key performance indicators. So some metrics to be monitoring as you uh, grow your business. Um, issues component, uh, you want to make sure how you're addressing your issues and how you go about tracking that and resolving them. So that um, is great. And then Really sort of the, I would say the last thing is the traction, bringing everything together, which is the drumbeat or rhythm, battle rhythm, if you will, to um, all of these different components in your business. So, I mean, every business has these different, different pieces. Um, GovCon is unique, I would say, and the nuances as you talk about it. Like, um, so processes to me, when I think of processes in GovCon, like that capture proposal process mm -hmm. is so key, right? So that's going to be probably something that is going to be part of that. Um, even also the proposal to, to the execution. So if you win that, how are you uh, taking what you wrote in your proposal to the actual execution and transferring that knowledge because it might not be the same team that's writing the proposal as executing on that contract. So like right. that might be something that might be a process that's brought up in GovCon. Um, the other thing I thought about for GovCon too is like a lot of businesses um, have folks in the government spaces. So they're providing that expertise and you have a lot of, of your employees actually working side by side in the government. And so the people component doesn't just look at the technical expertise, but it also talks about the values and do, does that person align with the company's values, right? Because they're the face uh, that you're gonna have in that government space and gonna be working side by side with your customer. So that's so important as a government contractor to continue to solidify that relationship, um, as we know, especially as you're the incumbent and you're getting ready to recompete and so forth uh, with that, uh, those people that are representing you um, on the in the government space is so important. So that's some of the things I think about. Also, just um, we all know CMMC mm -hmm. is huge right now. Right? Yes. So like who in the company is responsible for that? You might be saying, yeah, we're gonna focus on it, but like you haven't assigned it to someone, you haven't developed that timeline of what the different pieces are for that. So I think really the EOS system gets you into this rhythm, as they say, you're looking at the year, you're, you're looking at the um, quarters. And so from the CMMC process, you might be breaking it down to like, okay, the first quarter, we're gonna assess the vendors we're gonna use for that. The second quarter, we're doing the gap analysis that we need to do with that event vendor. The third quarter, we are um, 
you know, getting recommendations to fill those gaps that we've identified. And then the fourth quarter, you're implementing those solutions, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it just, it creates a way to talk about these goals, or what they call rocks, um, by quarter. And so and it also assigns someone. So you have someone who's accountable, or their team, uh, as well. So I love it, because it just helps in many ways, just to make your company run a little bit smoother and, and identify even those issues too. Right. Like it just keeps everything on track, if you will. <laughs> and I great. love that because I think that that's something that growing contractors don't always have in place. You know, like I said earlier, just because you're really great at what you do doesn't equate to success in government contracting. Like even it can in the commercial market, you know, you find a, you know, a buyer for your services or for your materials or your products. It's a lot easier to, to make it work with, you know, little to no experience than it is in navigating through government contracting because there's so many facets of it. Like you said, the same people who perform one job might not be included in, in parts of the processes at the end of that, that, you know, especially in an acquisition or capture environment. Right. So it's so important to know who's responsible for what and, and how much time can be allotted for each. I think uniquely when I was listening to you talk about it as well, I worked for a company previously that implemented these strategies, but there was never a really great understanding about how me as the employee fit into this operating right. system, right? Yes. And so that has to be equally as um, attainable and understood because if each individual employee doesn't understand what their job, what's required of them within their job, then it's kind of that chink in the chain as opposed to it operating smoothly, which is what this methodology is, is trying to put forth as a, you know, just plan and stages, which is what, you know, we tell people all the time, have a plan, have it staged out and show gauges of growth or metrics of growth within it, where I think this allows you to apply different times, stops in a timeline of where you can gauge through a metric system of what's working and what's not. So you can reassess things, which I think is brilliant. Yes. But yes. I think having someone like you that can come in and help a functional operator across yes. the board, have each department of their company operate even, I mean, this can work for a company under 10 employees. I think that that's yes. important for people to recognize that this is just to keep people focused on what it is their particular job is um, more than it is trying to just, you know, take some fancy new way of doing things. It isn't, it's not reinventing the wheel. Everything that you said is, you know, it's always been going on. I think it's just self-contained here with six different points of references to keep people on track. And I think that's brilliant. How yeah. about um, any success stories with that? Well, you know, you've, you've, I'm sure had, you know, several clients that have allowed, you know, this to be, to come in and, and you to take over, um, you know, is there anything that you can say they st started here and, and we got here because we implemented this. Well, I say, for, you know, first of all, just to say about the historical, this is not a new system. Um, and there is a book out there by Gina Wickman called Traction that outlines mm -hmm. this. And so, you know, this isn't unique. This is, there's many businesses that have been using this in all different industries. And I, I would just say from the success um, point of view, I, you know, what I've seen um, is that the issues get resolved so much quicker and the meetings are so much more impactful and effective, right? So that you're getting through so many things and you're taking actions. And so you're not leaving the meetings um, like, oh, what are we supposed to do? Or who said they were going to do that? Or, you know, so that's a big 
<laughs> that's a big yeah. issue, right? And now yeah. nobody likes too many meetings. They want to know that it's they're spending their time wisely. And so I would just say that that is that is huge to be able to resolve um, issues really quickly. I mean that mm -hmm. that is has helped so many businesses, um, including the you know where I have implemented it. So um, I would just say that is something I see across the board because you you're spinning your wheels if you're not yeah. if you're not resolving those issues and moving it forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way that the structure is to discuss it, have a resolution or an action plan on that at the end of of a meeting, and then coming back weekly and saying, okay, you know, is that resolved or what do we need to do next, you know, is very helpful um, for sort of talking about it, not really feeling like you have a resolution to it. That's great. Um, I, I have read traction just as a result of having an employer that utilized it. And like I said, it wasn't presented well enough. So where I fit into that didn't resonate, but I understand completely what you're talking about now. And I think it's because I have a similar methodology that I that we follow at Parabolus, and I know what my roles and responsibilities are. I know what I'm accountable for and the timeline with which I'm working under. So I think that that's where smooth operating happens is when people have a um, understandable plan in place. And I think probably interestingly enough, um, veteran-owned businesses or veteran leadership. Um, promotes this almost automatically and they don't even realize it because of their experience in the military. You know, yes. I said, that's the best. You When clients that are veteran-owned businesses tend to be the best types of clients and not to delineate anyone else, but <laughs> when you tell a veteran what to do, they're used to taking orders, so they do it, yes. you know? And so it's a yes. beautiful thing. And so I bet uh, any interaction that you've had probably uh, gave you that same uh, you know, feeling of that their, their buy-in was there more so, but I'm sure, you know, lots of other, uh, companies yeah. know how to make that work too. I was going to say the buy-in is so big, right? The vision. And like you said, for employee, especially now we're hearing all about re employee retention and things mm -hmm. like that. You want to have your employees understand what their role is and how they contribute to the bigger vision and mission of the company. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's why it's such a great system in that sense too. I think you get the buy-in with, yeah. with communicating at that mm -hmm. level. Absolutely. So uh, that's awesome. So, you know, with something like this in mind, when you step in with a company, typically what is the longevity or, or timeline of companies that you're working with? I know that it's not a cookie cutter approach because I'm sure you craft everything, um, you know, directly to whoever, you're working with. So we can't mm -hmm. say across the board, this is what you do. But um, from a fractional perspective, I'm sure there's a, a, a period of time where your services are needed and then they either, you know, hire someone internally to, to take over for mm -hmm. you. How does that typically work for you guys? Yeah. So um, I'd say like typical maybe would be a one year period, right? But you know, sometimes it might be one aspect of the business and so be shorter, but, you know, to really get EOS in, into the business, it takes a little while, you know, mm -hmm. you start with the leadership team and then you start with your middle management and then your, your teams and so forth. And you, and since they do quarterly meetings, you at least probably need to do two quarter, 
two quarters of meetings, two meetings, um, and to get folks in the flow at the leadership team and feeling comfortable so that then it can flow down to the managers and, and so forth. So it mm -hmm. can take a little while. Um, so it's a longer engagement and as a fractional chief operating officer, or in this case, as they call the that position, the integrator uh, for the company, um, really is part of the leadership team and running these meetings and helping with those quarterly and weekly meetings um, to get this the business going in that in this system. That's great. So then when they decide to move forward beyond where where your portion of the business is, has been taken care of, do you help train the, the new COO that's coming in and then they take over just like they would if they were taking over for you as a full-time employee? Yes, yes, definitely. I help with the transition. Definitely. It's, it's sort of like laying the foundation and then yes, it might be someone internally that comes in mm -hmm. and hopefully if it's internally, they've been, they're used to the system or gotten exposed to the system. So it's not totally new and it might need to be, be a little guidance. Um, but then also if they decide, Hey, we need someone full time from to come in from the outside, then it's helping with that transition. Definitely. Right. Well, that's amazing. I, I love that. And I think that there's a lot of growing GovCons that could benefit from, from your services. And I think, um, you know, more people need to look into that. I'm sure there's just, they just don't know what they don't know. And if you could have someone on a part-time basis, come in and, and get you operationally in check. Um, I think that that makes for, for better, better ch chance of winning more opportunities, right? Uh, yes. Across the board, facilitating more, um, more of a congruent environment for everyone to work together and, and for the betterment of the, the longevity of the company. So I, I love it. I'm so glad that we found you. Yeah. So speaking of um, going forward, where can our listenership find you? What's the, uh, are you attending any conferences coming up or do you belong to any groups that you see monthly? Where uh, uh, your places that our listenership can find you? Yeah, so I'm most active on LinkedIn. I'm here. I'm local to Florida. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. So I do do network at the chamber events here um, in St. John's and Jacksonville Chamber, if you're in this area. Um, but definitely on LinkedIn, I'm posting and connect with me through that. I'm actually going to a uh, summit in Tampa this week. So I don't know if this will be when this will be broadcast, but uh, that's uh, February uh, 17th. Yep. down in Tampa, the Synapse, Synapse. Summit. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So I'm excited to be there. And then there's some virtual events coming up in the um, springtime and summer, but definitely reach out and connect. And, you know, uh, I do post about where I'm going to be. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I'm glad. And, and Synapse is a great place for you to be able to connect with businesses like we spoke of that are really in need of, of what you do. And so I think that's a great place for people to be able to find you. And we'll encourage every everyone that listens to this to reach out to you on LinkedIn if they should need your assistance. And we'll provide your contact information as well. So that'll be great. Sure. I always like to leave my guests with the last word in terms of uh, any closing thoughts, best tips that you can offer, words of advice, things that businesses that are getting to the point of needing your services, where, where would be your, your tips for them? Yeah, I think, you know, what I'd say is don't do it alone and bring help and expertise to help you grow, right? Because I think sometimes uh, business owners or folks 
you know, sort of tend to hang on to, to try to do everything and then really to grow, you cannot do that. So you, so you want to bring those expertise again, it's that time saving component and bringing in a fractional chief operating officer actually brings that expertise without having that full time, uh, a salary and bonuses and benefits, right? So it can be really focused to help you where your pain points are as your business is growing. And so I would just say, you know, don't do it alone. Bring bring in some help. It's going to help you grow. I think that's great advice. And, and like a mentor of mine always says, and I steal it from him every time, engage your partners early and often. Yes. Because it's better to bring them in when your hair's not on fire. And, and so, so I true. think that that's great. And we are really proud to have had you on our, our show today. And I'm grateful for your time. Um, the purpose of this program is to share resources within the industry of government contracting to small and growing government contractors. And just for that very reason, you're not in it alone. And if you didn't know that it existed before this show, I'm glad that's why we're here. Um, another mentor of mine always says that you're coming to this industry with experience that isn't always applicable to what you're doing now. And there's no frame of reference if you hadn't already been working for a contractor and then gone off on your own. You really just don't know what you don't know. And so that's what we try to do with Spilling the Tea on GovCon is connect contractors with resources that can help them get not only to the next level, but sustain that successful growth that'll take them to where they wanna go ultimately uh, in the long run. So Stephanie Marquardt, I appreciate your time today. She is the CEO of Continuous synergy. And we loved having you here. You will not be uh, a stranger, I'm sure. We'll, we'll definitely have you back again. We loved having you on today. And I encourage everyone to uh, stay in touch with us as well at Parabolus. We will have another Chronicles of a GovCon CEO coming your way. And as always, Spilling the Tea on GovCon is here once a month. So thank you again. And we look forward to speaking to everyone very soon. Have a great day. Yeah.